0: So, remember to take into account the three things that will help you to create a schedule you can stick to. Number one, get clarity on your business objective. Number two, convert that into your communication objective. And number three, turn that into actions so that you get the results that you want and need in your business. Hi, I'm Nikki Hutchison, and you're listening to the Audience Growth Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about how to create a content schedule that you can stick to. And the reason that I want to cover this topic is that so many people talk to me regularly about how difficult they find it to stick to their content schedule. They know that they want to do it. They know that they really want to communicate with their customers and they want to be that person who gets into a great routine and is able to get content out there regularly in order to grow their business, but they just can't stick to a schedule. So that's what we're going to cover today. I've got lots of tips on how you can do this to make your life easier and so that you can become that person who sticks to your content schedule. So let's dive in. First thing to think about when you are creating your content schedule is the fact that you need to be creating engaging content. Engaging content that converts is the goal. That might seem really obvious, but lots of people do get stuck in this hamster wheel of just churning out content just for the sake of it. And they want to show up online as often as possible and they don't leave themselves enough time to actually think about whether what they're creating is engaging. So always keep that in mind. But the first step, is to get yourself into a situation, into a scenario, into a routine where creating and sharing content consistently becomes the norm for you. So how do we do this? First of all, you need to make a decision. Are you ready to commit? Unfortunately, creating content regularly is not going to happen unless you are able to make a commitment to yourself. So you need to think right now, are you all in to becoming a content creator in order to grow your business. I hope that that is a resounding yes, but if you're not quite there yet, then let's go through some of the reasons to love content creation. First up, it's affordable marketing. You don't have to pay anybody else if you don't want to, to be able to create content regularly. Secondly, it's increasingly accessible marketing. More and more of your ideal customers are online. And that's where more and more people are looking to find out about businesses like yours and to make purchases. So it's a very accessible form of marketing. It's also flexible marketing. You can change what you're doing at any point. There's no lead time. For example, in PR, if you want to be featured in the press, or indeed if you want to advertise with a magazine or a newspaper or TV, even or radio, traditional media, there are lead times. Not the case with content marketing. You can create this and get it out there really, really quickly. You can also see the results fast. So you can pay attention when you're pushing your content out there. Which are the pieces of content that are getting the most attention? Which are the blogs that are getting the most clicks and views? Which are the podcast episodes that are getting the most downloads? Which are the YouTube videos that are getting the most watches? Which are the social media posts that are getting the most saves or shares or comments. You can see the results fast. You can also continuously improve the more you create content and the more you look back at it and see which pieces of content have performed the best, the more you will understand what your customers want and the better you will become at answering those queries, those questions, those problems that your potential customers have and you will become better at solving them as time goes on. And finally, content marketing is also effective marketing. There's been research published by a company called CoSchedule, which is a content scheduling platform, not the one that I use. If you've listened to any episodes of this podcast before, and particularly the episode where I speak to Andy Lambert, which is episode nine, if you want to go back and have a listen, he's a font of knowledge about all things social media. But if you've listened to me talk about scheduling social media content before, then you will know that I use ContentCal as my preferred content scheduling tool. However, CoSchedule published some research which showed that content marketing produces three times more leads per dollar spent. It costs 62% less than traditional marketing and content marketing methods convert six times more than other marketing methods. When it comes to blogging, they also found that 61% of online consumers made a purchase after reading recommendations from a blog and that companies that publish 16 or more blog posts a month get as much as three and a half times more traffic than those that publish between zero and four blog posts per month. So there's a little side note about why you might want to think about having a blog on your website. So hopefully by this point, you are thinking, yes, I'm all in, content marketing is the way forward. I can see that it's gonna get me much better results in my business and I am ready to learn. Okay, great, so now it's time to make some more decisions. We're not ready to make decisions like these yet. We're not ready to think about which platforms or channels or what frequency or your audience's schedule or your own schedule. Right now, there are bigger decisions that you need to make. And these go back to what you want to achieve in your business. And this, to me, is the crux of content marketing and how you approach it in a more strategic way. Anybody can churn out content. Anybody can think, oh, yeah, I fancy having an opinion on this. It kind of relates to my business. Let's pop it out there. Let's just duplicate it and whack it up on all channels and maybe we'll get some traction. That's not what I want for you because that is guesswork. And It is not going to yield the best results for your business and for your bottom line, which is ultimately what we are trying to achieve with our marketing is an increase in the numbers on that bottom line. So the first thing that you need to think about is what is your business focus? And you can do this over as long a period as you like. As you become more experienced in business, then you will want to look at this over a 12 month period at least. But you can start looking at this on a quarterly basis or a six monthly basis. Even on a monthly basis, quite short term, but when you're first starting, it really is day to day, isn't it? So you need to think about what's your business focus? What is the one thing that you want to be happening in your business right now? Do you want to be selling a certain product? Is it a seasonal thing? Do you have excess stock that you need to push? Do you have a launch that you need to create? Really, you need to become obsessed with that thing that you want to sell right now, or that thing that you want to achieve in your business right now. Maybe you're not selling anything just now. Maybe you have got a side hustle on the go and you're thinking, okay, I'm quite busy in my day job just now, but I need to grow my email list so that when I am ready to focus more on my business rather than my day job, I'm going to have that audience ready and waiting. So what is your business focus? Obviously, from these examples that I've given, that's going to be really, really different depending what your business is. So that's the first decision that you need to make. That's the first thing that you need to clarify for yourself. Once you've done that, the next decision that you need to make is what's your communications focus? So it's not something that you want to leave to chance. It's not something that you want to be vague. You want to take that business focus and you want to think, how can I use the communications and the content that I'm putting out there to absolutely fulfill that business objective? There's no space for wondering here. You do not want your audience to be thinking, oh, I'm not sure what she means or I'm not really sure how to buy from this person or how to engage with this person more. I like what they're doing, but I don't really see what the end goal is here. You need to make sure that your business objectives are carrying through into your communications objectives. And then the next decision that you need to make is what actions are you prepared to take? And this absolutely comes down again to your individual situation. So how much time do you have available? How willing are you to go on video? For example, how willing are you to write if you're writing blog posts or writing your own captions? Where do your skill sets lie? What are the actions that you can take playing to your own strengths that are going to get you the best results? So I'll give you an example from my business. My overall business focus for this year is growth. We are looking to move towards the end of next year and so I need my business to be as profitable as possible and I need it to be growing so that we can get the mortgage that we want. My overall communications focus for this year, therefore, is audience growth, because I know that the bigger my audience, the more sales I'm going to be able to make, the more people I'm going to have within my community who I can talk to, who I know are interested in what I'm doing, and who may potentially be interested in working with me. What actions did I take? you can approach audience growth in a number of different ways. And one of the key things that I'm doing to grow my audience is securing external opportunities. So I am trying to leverage earned opportunities. So if you've ever worked with a PR agency, or you've worked in PR, or advertising, you will have heard of these different types of opportunities, owned, earned and paid. Owned are opportunities that you create for yourself and your own channels earned are those that you create by leveraging other channels, external channels and paid are those that you pay for. So for example, Facebook ads would be an example in my business. I am looking to increase my volume of earned opportunities. So I'm looking to do things like guests on other people's podcasts. I'm looking to deliver guest workshops in other people's communities and memberships. I'm looking to grow my personal brand. So some of the things that I did in January in terms of these earned opportunities were I guested on a podcast. Victoria Benyon kindly had me on as a guest on her The Best Guest podcast, and we'll link to that in the show notes. That was on the 4th of January. Then on the 7th of January, I delivered a workshop for Glasgow Girls Club. I'm not mispronouncing that. There is a glow in there. It's about helping to glow up your business. I delivered a workshop for them. And in fact, I regularly deliver workshops in that group and I love doing that. On the 17th of January, I delivered a workshop for Shaw Wasmund, who's quite a big name in the online space. On the 21st of January, I'm an advisor for Enterprise Nation and they were hosting a startup summit that was online and it was based in London. I got involved in the online side of things and I delivered 10 one-to-one sessions, which were online one-to-one, as I say, but viewable by other people. So other people could come in and watch what we were doing. So it was like a webinar where the only two people that you could see were me and the person that I was supporting. And I delivered 10 of those throughout the day. Also that day, in the evening, I delivered a workshop for Kylie Lang's online marketing summit. She is a quiz funnel specialist, and she was hosting an all-day marketing summit, and my session was at 8 p.m. So you can see that was pretty full on. That was a lot of stuff to be doing in one month. That is not the norm for me. I would not be able to sustain that every single month. But I knew coming into this year that this was a major focus for me. So I was really happy to secure all of those opportunities. And yes, it was out of my comfort zone. Did I want to be delivering sessions all day long, right into the evening on certain dates? No, I didn't. But I did it anyway, because I knew that it was going to help me reach my goals. So have a think about what you could do that's going to help you reach those objectives, your business focus that you have clarified or you're going to clarify. What actions do you need to take in order to reach those goals? And then once you've got clarity on your business focus, your communications focus, and the actions that you're going to take, it's time to think about the things like which platforms you're going to be on, which channels, how often, the frequency, what is your audience's schedule, and what is your own schedule. So when I'm talking about platforms, social media is a platform. When I'm talking about channels, the individual channels would be Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, etc. When we're talking about frequency, a lot of people ask me, how often should I be on X channel? Or if I'm writing a blog, how often should I be publishing a blog? If I'm sending a newsletter, how often should I be sending that newsletter? And really what I want you to take away from today is that you need to come up with a schedule that's going to work for you. It's far better for you to be able to send a fortnightly newsletter or even a monthly newsletter consistently for the next 12 months than it would be for you to send a weekly newsletter for the next four weeks and then drop off. The same goes for your social media channels. You're going to get far better results if you can create a schedule that fits into your life and that you can sustain over the long term rather than continuously dipping in and out, in and out, in and out. When I'm talking about your audience's schedule, this is something that you do need to bear in mind, but it is not the be all and end all. For example, when I had my first business, my kids' hip hop dance company, we knew from looking at our insights and from doing research that our audience was very active first thing in the morning and also in the evening once their children were in bed. So we took that into account when we were creating our content schedule. And I say we because I had a team in that business who supported me with this. And when I'm talking about your own schedule, what I'm trying to say here is don't be a slave to your audience's schedule at the expense of your own life and at the expense of being able to incorporate your content creation and schedule into your everyday life, because it's much more important that you are able to sustain this and to be consistent than it is that you are doing it at exactly the right time. I'm a firm believer that good content wins. Doesn't actually matter what time of day, what day of the week, good content wins. So that goes back to the first point that I made in this podcast around really focusing on creating engaging content rather than feeling that you have to be churning out content every single day in every single place. So hopefully that comes as a bit of a relief and really try not to get hung up on what you should be doing. You are absolutely allowed to do content creation in a way that suits you. That is your right, and that is what will work for you over the long term. Okay, so you've made some decisions, and you're feeling optimistic, I hope, about the fact that you are absolutely able and ready to do this your way. So let's dive into how to craft your content. Remember that as well as your business goals, so as well as those objectives and that focus that we talked about at the beginning, it's also about creating content around what your audience wants to hear. So try and pay attention to the clues that they're dropping. What feedback are they leaving? What are they talking about in online discussions? What questions are they asking? And if you can combine what your audience needs with the type of content that you want to create, you will strike content gold and you will start getting the results that you're looking for. As with all marketing, It's definitely more about shining the spotlight on your ideal customer, the person that you want to attract, than it is about shining the spotlight on yourself. So this applies to your website copy, any sales pages that you're writing, even your about page on your website. And it also applies to the captions that you're creating and any blog posts or videos or podcasts that you're creating. Hopefully you can see that although I'm giving you examples from my businesses here, I'm very much trying to focus on giving you what you need from this podcast episode. So I'm trying to shine the spotlight on you rather than on myself. The purpose of creating content is not about generating lots and lots of disciples for you. It's about generating lots and lots of sales for your business. And the way to do that is to really care about your customers. For me, it really goes back to customer service, all of this stuff. Also, try and leave yourself space to experiment with your content I like to have a mix of spontaneous and scheduled content going out. So I call the scheduled content my baseline content. That's always there so that if something happens to me, if I'm poorly for a week or something comes up, I know that there's still content going out. I know that there are podcast episodes ready to go. I know that I've got social media content going out there. I'm basically giving myself some breathing space and I would really encourage you to do that as well if you possibly can. Often you'll find that it's the spontaneous content that really gets the best response. So if you're in a certain frame of mind or you've just seen something really interesting that you want to share, that can often be the type of content that gets the best engagement. So that's why I like to try and have a mix of both. It's also good to try out different styles of content. So if, for example, you're writing a blog, have a play around and see whether it's the longer blogs that work. Is it the short snappy blogs that work? You can try out the same thing with your captions. If you're doing podcast episodes like me, you can try out the same thing there and really look at the insights and the analytics of what's working and any feedback that you get. And then you can make decisions based on that information and decide which style of content is going to be the one that you create more often because that's the one that gets the best results. Also have a think about your messaging. What do you want to say? So yes, it's about what your audience wants to hear, but it's also about what you want to say. So that's going back to your business objective. There's no good just giving people what they want all the time without ever putting across the messages that are going to help you grow your business. Also try out different calls to action. So a call to action or a CTA is the thing that you're asking somebody to do And you can have these peppered throughout a blog post, for example. You might be linking to other blog posts that you want them to read. You might be linking to a sales page or a book a call button and you can sprinkle them throughout your blog post. If you're creating social media content, you don't always want to be asking people to buy my thing here or click here to sign up to my email list. You want to ask them questions. That's a call to action as well. Ask for their opinion. People love to share their opinions. Think of the last time you answered a question. What was it that got you to respond? I'd like to bet that it was probably because you were being asked for your opinion or being asked if you could help with something. So try out those types of call to action in your content as well. And really just try not to take it all too seriously. Often I work with women who they're really determined, which I love, and they're really ambitious. Again, absolutely love that. But sometimes they feel a bit down about creating content because they feel as if it's something that they have to do in a certain way. And they think that I'm going to tell them, this is the way that you have to do it because this is my way and there is no other way out there for you. And that's absolutely not what I'm ever going to say. My best piece of advice is to not take content creation too seriously because then it becomes all about the process. And the process is really not what you should be focusing on when it comes to content creation. What you should be focusing on is whether this is serving your business, whether it is serving you personally as a business owner, because I can guarantee that if you get into a situation where you dread creating content and you feel like you really resent it, it's just something that you have to do, you're going to put off doing it as often as possible. And you're going to come up with many different reasons why you should not do it today. And you're going to go down this procrastination route. And that's not what we want. We want it to be easy. We want it to be structured so that you can fit it into your week. Also, when it comes to the content itself, try not to take that too seriously. So yes, there's definitely a place for you to share advice, to share tips, to share information, to share things that are going on in the world, to have a reaction to that, all those type of things, whatever's relevant to your business. But there's also a place to have fun with your content. One of my best performing Instagram posts to date is a photograph. I used to run in-person networking events before the pandemic. And I used to invite guest speakers along. And at one of these events, the guest speaker for the day turned up wearing almost exactly the same outfit as me. So I have, you may have seen it, if you've seen any of my photographs online, I wear it often. I have a black jumpsuit with white kind of swirly design on it. They're actually naked ladies if you look closely, but that's quite hard to pick out. Anyway, so I was wearing that jumpsuit and the guest speaker at the event turned up and she was wearing the dress version. So same color, same design, but just in a dress. So we had a good laugh about it. We got somebody to take our photograph and I shared it afterwards. She also has the same surname as me and we had a very similar haircut. So I made a real joke of it and I put it up on Instagram and said, same surname, same haircut, same outfit, but we still managed to have a great time at the event, something like that. And the number of comments and the number of likes that that post got was huge compared to some of the other content that I've put out there that is really valuable for my audience. So never be afraid to poke fun at yourself. That's what I learned from that piece of content. And just never be afraid to keep it lighthearted and have fun as well. So where should you begin? Remember to focus on the outcome, what you want to happen in your business, more than the process. because. Ultimately, the whole point of creating content is to drive your business forward. So remember to take into account the three things that will help you to create a schedule you can stick to. Number one, get clarity on your business objective. Number two, convert that into your communication objective. And number three, turn that into actions so that you get the results that you want and need in your business. And as you go along, keep reminding yourself why you're doing this. Growing your business is a big deal and creating content is one of the key things that's going to help you to do that. I was just chatting to a client yesterday and we were talking about where her leads come from and she is so focused on SEO. She's done lots and lots of training on SEO. She's actually quite an expert on SEO, though she probably wouldn't describe herself as that, but she does really well. She puts a lot of effort into her blog and her website and making sure that that is optimized in terms of the keywords and phrases that she's using that she knows that her audience are going to respond to and find her via. And that's exactly what's happening. The majority of her leads are coming from her website from people who have found her on Google. But she also knows that they're going to check out her social media first before they book that call. So keep reminding yourself, I'm sure that thinking about your SEO doesn't feel like the most exciting thing you could spend your time doing. However, keep that objective in mind. And that objective is to get more leads and make more sales. And if SEO is the thing that's going to do it, then try and schedule that into your life in a way that makes it feel meaningful and makes it feel worthwhile and dare I say it, even fun. Because what could be more fun than getting a new lead or a new customer, right? Also make it really easy for yourself. I've talked about it already, but ContentCal is my social media content scheduler that I use not only for my business, but also when we're managing clients' social media on the agency side of the business. And finding that tool revolutionized my business. It truly did. Before then, I was using spreadsheets. I tried out numerous different scheduling tools, wasn't happy with any of them. So I'd resorted to a spreadsheet and it was taking far too much time. Content Cal changed things for me. And yes, it's an investment. And quite often I hear people say, oh, I don't want to pay for a content scheduler. What's the one that I can find for free or or what's the cheapest one? I would try and have a think about what's the one that's going to make this whole process as easy as possible for you, because that is the one that's going to mean that you actually stick to your schedule and that you actually do it week in, week out. And that's what will lead to better results. So how else can you make making content easier? Use the right tools. We've just covered that. Make it a priority in your business. I promise you, if you can get into the swing of this, you are going to get better results. So do try and make it a priority and not a bottom of the to-do list activity if you possibly can. Make time for thinking. We've covered already the fact that you don't just want to be churning out any old content just for the sake of showing up online and you really want to be more strategic with it. You want to be thinking about what your audience wants to hear and what you want to say to them. If you leave time for thinking about new ways that you can communicate with your audience and get those messages across then you are going to get more excited about the process and that is going to lead to those better results because that excitement will come through in your tone of voice either in the way that you're writing if it's a blog or social media content or the way that you are speaking or your body language if you're doing podcasts or video content. Try and use time blocking to make it part of your routine. Again, something that I'm really working hard on with my clients at the moment to try and help them get into a better routine of creating content. Inside my business accelerator, The Charge, we have a monthly content creation session. We spend the first hour brainstorming and the second hour co-working to get that content done. See how you can block out some time on a regular basis to get your content marketing done and make it part of your routine. and then don't be scared to recruit help. I never advise doing this before you're ready, but really have a think about what your business objectives are. And if it's growth, then you might be at the stage where you need to free up some more time. For example, with this podcast, literally all I do is I come up with the concept, I write the script or map out the episode and I record it. Everything else is done by other people in my business. Likewise, with my social media content, I come up with the strategy and I come up with some of the individual ideas, but some of the editing and a lot of the designs, they're created by other people in my business. And you might be thinking, oh, that's okay for you. You've been in business for years. Actually, that's one of the first things that I invested in was help with social media because I knew that that was the way that I was going to be able to keep growing my business at the same time as maintaining my online presence. So we've covered a lot in today's episode. I hope that was useful. Please, if you haven't already, then do subscribe and leave me a rating or a review, depending which platform you're listening on. It really makes all the difference and it helps other people find this podcast episode as well. And with that in mind, I would absolutely love it if you would share this episode with any of your business owning friends. You can do that by clicking on the three dots and copying the link and sending it to them. So, thank you so much, anybody who does that. And finally, I wouldn't be much of a marketer if I didn't include my own call to action at the end of this episode. The doors to Audience Growth Club are closing on Monday. Audience Growth Club is a five week program where I am with you every step of the way. So, you can go from feeling overwhelmed and not getting results that you want from your content marketing and not being able to grow those engaged followings that you know you need, whether that's on social media, email lists, podcast listeners, whatever that may be. And by the end of the program, you will have complete clarity and a system that works for you and that you can use for the long term to create your content that's going to help you grow your business and to grow your audience. Some of the previous participants in Audience Growth Club have said things like, This program was hugely useful and positive. I've got the structure I needed and a process to follow, as well as tons of ideas and resources, and the opportunity to collaborate with other brands has been great. Also, it's full of positive, like-minded people, so it's a nice space to be in. And one more, being a part of the Audience Growth Club makes you feel like you're a part of something, that you aren't on your own trying to work out how to be seen in a very crowded market. I learned so much, some things I already knew but needed to be reminded of and given a push to make the changes to help my business. So if Audience Growth Club sounds like something you might be interested in joining, then feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Nikki Hutchison. And if you're not on my email list, then make sure you sign up via the link in the show notes because you will get a 50 pound saving, which is for email subscribers only. So I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening and keep in touch. Take care. Bye. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Audience Growth Podcast. And next week, it's a guest episode. I'll be chatting to Aggie Maroney of White Bee Digital. Aggie is a paid ads specialist and that might sound like a strange guest for me to be chatting to on the audience growth podcast which is all about how to grow your audience organically i.e. without using paid ads however Aggie and I have worked together before And she and I are very aligned in our opinions on what needs to happen in your business in terms of marketing before you start investing in paid ads. Aggie's a real expert. She's a meta trainer and a fellow digital woman to watch. And I'm really looking forward to chatting with her next week. Hope to see you then.